When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Bulls? There we go. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Betting the under Monday Night Football tonight. Got to. Who's playing? Cowboys Cowboys Giants. Giants. Yeah. Neither of those teams look great. No. Uh, What up? Streamed broccoli. Steamed broccoli. Wow. Um, bold choice for a YouTube username. Actually, stream broccoli sounds pretty cool. <laughs> you ever just stream some broccoli? All the time. On the internet? What? I did that five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, Brennan says he appreciates the uh, late episode today. Well, the reason we're going to 445 instead of 3 o'clock Chicago time is because guess what was going on at What's 3 o'clock Chicago time? What happened? What happened? What happened? Media day, you guys. Media day! Media day! Media day! And we are here to talk about it with y'all, our fellow Bulls fans. I'm Peck. <laughs> Bulls underscore back on Twitter. <laughs> Bow, B-A-W-L Sports is Big Dave's Twitter handle. And the man who was in the building, the Advocate Center, <laughs> the credentialed GOAT. The GOAT. Will Gottlieb is on Twitter at Won't Gottlieb. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. We got our producer and our pal Joey hanging out with us. Joey, how are you? Oh, I'm great. It's mm-hmm. been a, uh, you know, I was, I was here early for the Bears show. Yes. Happy, you know, we had to push it back, but... Always happy to be with the Bulls crew. Appreciate You know, this is a good opportunity. We got Brendan Curry says, appreciate the late episode. I'm normally working. Miss you guys. Love that you're able to hop on and join. Very you know, nice bring you something new to everyone. We're almost, we're almost at the uh, time where we're going to be doing a lot of late shows. Yeah, the late shows are coming back. <sighs> yes. Man, I don't back know soon. how I feel about it. I can't wait. Really? Are you kidding me? I love the, I'm a night I'm out, man. not a fan of getting home at midnight oh, or I'm after a, I'm on a those, night out. It's those a, game it, nights. You're right. It's sacrifices that are going to have to be made. Yeah. But- Parking will be a plenty. Yeah. And it will be close. Priorities. You know what I mean? And since nobody will really be here, Joey, you can put the put the bags thing down. You can play some bags here. Me versus you. Yep. Oh my God, late night bags. Yeah, man. While we watch Bulls Half games. Time. Yeah, man. See? Woo! Okay, yeah. Now I'm on board. <laughs> now you here? Now right. I'm All on right. board. Although <laughs> I uh I got worked in the one game that I played uh, at the tailgate yesterday. Ah, the tailgate. We played one game. Did not throw my best game of bags. Shout okay. out to my buddy and my partner Trent. We uh, we took the L against a couple of uh, diehard Bears fans who showed out. One of many. Thank you, by the way, to everybody yes. who came to our CHGO Bears tailgate yesterday downtown in the South Loop. Two hundred fifty people. Two fifty plus. That's a lot. Boom. That's crazy. That's and a lot. hopefully that number will only continue to grow because we're going to keep doing tailgates for the Bears home games this season. Yes, man. Another one coming soon. If you didn't make this one make sure you make the next one it was awesome you know live music was there mm. just a lot of drinking was there taco, taco truck, was truck there. donuts oh point, donuts pizza came Delightful. pizza showed up and it so many awesome time. chicago sports fans we got to meet and hang out with yeah 
Uh, shout out to your nephew. He was there. Shout out to my nephew, Evan, man. Shout out shout to his fiance, Emily. Emily, shout they out. They were in the place. He was very excited to meet this person right he said, here. He gave me the best compliment I've ever got in my life, which is you spit nothing but bars on the podcast. He did. Oh, that just, that's what he told him. Wow. That's what that he told him. Just, if you get that compliment from a member of the Watson family, I feel like that's, serious, like, that's honestly, a big man, deal. That just, and you know, when he met him, man, as soon as he met Will in classic Will fashion, when he shook his hand, Will spit on the ground and said, give me some athletic greens, kid. That's exactly what happened. In, in that order, that's that what Will did. fraudulent news. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yo, he, he, loves, he loves the show, man. Shout out to you. I know you're checking this out, man. But he loves the show. He loves Will. He loves Matt. Joey also, he loves, man. But, he yeah, he was very excited to be there and went to the Bears I also game. I also heard there were fans of Joey's that – Obviously didn't know what he looked like because he never shows his right, face on the right, podcast. Right, no, right. there was fans of all of us at CHGO. Mm. Shout out to my Yo, guy. Fans. Shout out to my guy, Brendan. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't think this is Brendan who's commenting because I asked him if he comments ever. He said no. But, you know, he, he listens every day okay. to every show except for the Cubs. Okay. But, yes, he was uh, he's a massive fan. He was looking for you, Big Dave. He was he was kept asking me where you were. I, I tried there. to point him out in your direction a couple of times, but it was great to meet him. Just really cool for me, for all of us, to, to yeah. know that there's people listening, you know, people who enjoy it. And so, appreciate all you guys. Hey, Bulls if y'all see me, man, just come on up and say, hey, trust Dave me. Is come say hello. the nicest person. And every time I walk around with him, I feel what it must be like to be, like, very outgoing and social. Because <laughs> people just come up and say hi and they chat with him. And that just never happens to me. Yeah. Just I, come say hey. I thought Dave was a plant. In the auditions for Bulls Outsiders, because that's how friendly he was. <laughs> he did. He told I was like, did. there's no way this guy is real and actually here auditioning for this. <laughs> he literally told me that. That's exactly what he said. Thought you were playing. I didn't think this was real. It's like, really? They were playing somebody being nice? <laughs> like, that's a thing? All right. That's, that's, kind that's, of life of you living, that's, man. That's, that's what my untrusting heart felt. Um, Cold as ice. And, and speaking of thank yous, thanks to everyone who came out for the tailgate. Also, thank you to everyone who watches our show and every show on the CHGO family and platform. Yes. On this here YouTube channel. On this here Because we hit 25,000 YouTube subscribers today, you guys. Wow. Wow. Big deal. I'm no mathematician, but that seems like a big number. It's a huge number, man. It's a colossal number. I can't believe it. It's been such a short amount of time, you know what I'm saying, for us to get to that point, man. But it's all the credit to you guys. You guys continue to tell us that you enjoy what we're doing here, even though we can't believe And Will and I was just having this discussion. We were getting some coffee. Like, we can't believe people even watch us or check out something we do. So the fact that you all keep telling us that you like it and you enjoy it and you want more of it. It's amazing. And it's going to get even better like when the Bulls come back. It. And there are I games to talk about and some it. wins to talk about. Yes. yes. I'm so excited for basketball. Hopefully. Yes. Although, guys, uh, as we're now about to get into what we heard at Media Day today, mm. fair warning, Pessimist Peck was out today watching these <laughs> interviews at Media Day. Uh -oh. I don't know why, but I just did not like what I saw today. I didn't like what I heard today. Mm. And I don't feel great right now mm. about this upcoming Bulls season. I'm excited for it to get started. But I have nerves and worries in a lot of areas. <laughs> so if you are feeling like that out there at Pulse Nation, you are not alone. Oh, man. I'm ready to get into why you feel this way, man. Was it just, do you feel like this every media day? Or no. Just in particular this one? No, and I think, it, you know, in years past, it was like, oh, whatever, media day, yeah, yeah, yeah. leading off a, another losing Bulls season. Right, right, of course. Who gives a shit? Gold jacket, <laughs> green jacket. But because I was so invested in the team finally turning things around last year, I am now 
doubly invested, mm. but I'm also very apprehensive about the Bulls' lot in life coming into this this season. So success made you more worried. Yes, because I because other teams got better and okay. we didn't. In That's my fair. opinion, it hurts to be to think you're going to be let down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he can't be let down, if if there are no expectations, and he's, we're used to not having expectations for this team. And now they're definitely them. There, there weren't any last year, you know, really. Like, nobody thought they were going to do anything. Or everybody thought they were going to be one of the worst teams. And, and DeMar DeRozan was going to be trash. And when they came out and were the best team uh, in the East for the first half of the season and ended up making the playoffs, now they're expectations. Now it's like, okay, you did that then. You've got to do it again and elevate it also. So, yeah, I understand, that. They're expectations now. Um, uh, Para Junior Sports in the comments said uh, they felt very good about Media Day because mm. there was a lot of accountability. Ooh, um, nice word. Uh, Dontavia saying oh, yeah. AK and Billy's interview was plain, oh, no. worrisome, and bland. Bland? Bland. Bland? <laughs> no, I, I see here from Brendan, this is how you know a bull season is fresh and just started today. Okay. The Vooch slander in the Instagram live feed <laughs> was real. Ah, back to slandering uh, Vooch. Ah, yes. A new bull season is upon unlike us. unlike any other. Can I just Goodness. say, I'm bopping around here, but... Vooch had, I think, the moment of the media day when somebody was asking him about, like, the trade rumors with Gobert and maybe getting traded to Utah, and he was like, yeah, I was on Zillow. I was on Zillow all summer. <laughs> Looking look at houses in in, yes. in uh, Utah. <laughs> I loved Vooch's first That was great. Uh, was great. So before we get to the players, let's discuss what we heard from this team's vice president, Arturis Karnaschovas, yeah. and their head coach, Billy Donovan. And let's start with, you know, something I think a lot of Bulls fans wanted to hear about today, and that is... Lonzo Ball. Yeah. What's up with Lonzo Ball? Um, AK had this to say uh, about the delayed surgery timeline, saying we gave Lonzo every opportunity to rehab and get back on the court without surgery. That was our thought process with the thought in mind of what's best for the player. And we're going to follow up in four to six weeks. End quote. And then there was someone else who asked him a question uh, a minute or two after that about well, you know, what exactly with the goal of this surgery? Is it exploratory? Are you going in there to fix something that you know is wrong? Or are you hoping to find out what's wrong? Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, will you have a more detailed timeline? Mm -hmm. And AK's answer to that was simply, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Which, like, credit to the man yeah. for being blunt and straightforward and honest. But um, you don't hear I, I, I want to know what you guys think about his thoughts on Lonzo, but to me, that was just a fresh, hilarious reminder of how much AK hates doing media stuff. <laughs> he looked miserable up there today. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short because Will was there, and I, and I want to hear everything he had to say. Um, but yeah, like when AK spoke and said that, I immediately said, yeah, that's what I said previously. Lonzo's not a Buick. Like They don't just want to root around in there and see what's going on. I like the fact that they gave him the option – to do it himself and say, all right, you don't want the surgery. You don't want to do that. We'll give you the option. We'll even give you some of the season, you know, the, uh, if you if you have to get the surgery. We'll give you some of that season to heal and reevaluate. That's some stuff. That's honestly kudos to him for that, for being that kind of front office person. Because there are a lot of front office people like, dude, go get the surgery today. What are you doing right now? So he didn't want to just do that, mess with his knee, but obviously found out he needed to have it. They're getting it done. They'll reevaluate in six weeks. And his suit game I also enjoyed very, very much as well. <laughs> yeah, he had a nice suit on. Yes. Uh, I would say that we pretty much confirmed everything that we thought with, with Lonzo, which was we don't really know what's going on. 
that's kind of like the point of the surgery that that he's undergoing um, on Wednesday in L.A. is like they're trying to go in there to see. That's what the scope is. They're trying to go figure out what it is. So, mm-hmm. of course, AK doesn't know the answer to that because nobody does because they haven't had the scope yet. So we'll find out more then. Um, and then obviously, like the four to six week timeline, that's still what they're operating on. But it's again, it's a reevaluation at that four to six weeks. It's not he's going to be back and ready to go. Right. So. I think they are still hopeful. Like AK kept saying, he's he's a positive, optimistic guy. But for me, I think this this basically delays everything that we have to know about this team. Is like, how do they look when they're healthy? We're not going to know until Lonzo gets healthy, mm-hmm. and that won't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, early on in the season. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little nervous there on that part. But um, you know, some of the other stuff that went on today with Goran Dragic talking and Billy kind of. Uh, and Caruso even kind of addressing the fact that they're aware that they need to maybe make some some changes. Uh, you know, I think they're in an all right position to sort of withstand this injury better than they did last year. Are you okay with them sacrificing some of the season uh, just so you know Lonzo could figure out if you know he needed the surgery or not? Yeah, one of the one of the quotes from AK was, "We basically did everything we could. We exercised every option, and then when it." when they got to this crossroads of not being sure what was going on, they wanted to do it now. I think they actually probably could have let this go on longer and waited, you know, a few more weeks to see if Lonzo was going to get healthy. So I think that's another way to look at it is like they did do it now before the season starts. Mm -hmm. So we'll have like three to, you know, two to three weeks before uh, preseason ends, regular season starts uh, where he has time to recover. So I think that's actually a good thing, but ultimately you know, he said it, they worked with Lonzo and and Lonzo's team. It's Lonzo going under the knife. It's his body. Like he has to be on board with it. And they had hoped that he would be able to come back. Obviously he wasn't. And so now they're going to do it and it's better now than later. Yeah. But so what you mentioned about the, the timeline of how all, not just the Lonzo injury timeline, but the Bulls team and when decisions are made and why, and uh, like, uh, alongside this idea of continuity that AK seems so obsessed with. And he talked about it again today saying, you know, we really didn't see this group together all that much at all last season. And Billy Donovan mentioned about this player missing this many games and this player missing this many games. And mm-hmm. we want to see that. Okay. But how, how does that work? If you know, now you're not starting the season with Lonzo ball mm-hmm. and we are knocking on wood and hoping that he can come back sometime shortly after the back end of that four to six week timeline. But honestly, we have no idea. And those of us who are realists or maybe even pessimists are preparing for the fact that they're going to not have Lonzo for the first 30 games or so of this season. That's where I'm at right now. As you get closer to that trade deadline in the middle of this upcoming season, is Lonzo back yet? Mm -hmm. If he is back yet, how for how many games has he been back? Mm -hmm. Because last season, you were kind of starting to flounder as you got up to that trade deadline and decided to stand pat because we like our group. Mm -hmm. When healthy, we love our group. Mm -hmm. Well, your group's not healthy Mm -hmm. out of the gate. How might that make this season's trade deadline different? If they are approaching that deadline, they are fighting to even stay in the playoff picture in an improved Eastern Conference, Mm -hmm. and Lonzo's only played a handful of games or no games. That... Part of that depends on Ayo Desumu and uh, Gorgon Dragic. Um, and also, to a lesser extent, Kobe White. Um, because at trade deadline, we're going to hear Kobe White's name. You know, it's going to come up. So Has to. It, it's going to come up. 
So I'm interested in seeing what Ayo does uh, when he's out there and he's playing with the team because that's going to be very telling, him and uh, Dragic. So I think more so what, what it may be, Matt, um, which might be wild to even say or even think about, would be trading Lonzo. Um, just because, again, I'm, I'm thinking just on the basis of Ayo DeSumo. If, if he's taking that step and he's taking that leap and Lonzo's still hurt, and we don't know if he'll be back yet, and we don't know what he's going to be, and we don't know if he can return to that form because of that knee, is that something that is brought up for discussion at the trade deadline because you're happy with Ayo DeSumo? And again, depends on the Bulls winning as well. If they're winning with this situation and Ayo's there and they're playing well and it looks like that, then you can start answering, you know, kind of those questions. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm going to trade Lonzo. I'm just saying the questions may start occurring. Yeah, I mean, they have a ton of questions ahead of them as far as, like, the cap and who they're going to be able to keep around, given that we know they're not going to go into the luxury tax. Um, I have the same questions as you, Matt. Like, I, I wonder, and I think a lot of it has to do with timeline of, like, obviously they thought Lonzo was going to be able to come back mm-hmm. sooner than this, right? That they thought at some point he would be able to return for the regular season. Otherwise, they wouldn't have delayed the surgery as long as they did. So that tells me that, you know, at some point they did believe he was going to come back. Now knowing that he won't be, you know, Arturis kind of said today he's optimistic and that, you know, they can't really, basically they're in a holding pattern now because they can't really evaluate until everybody's there. Mm -hmm. But I do think at some point they're going to have to look themselves in the mirror and say, we are not going to be able to evaluate ourselves as fully healthy because we're not going to be fully healthy. So what do we do? And at that point, I think they need to be ready to quickly pivot, whether it's trade Lonzo, uh, which is something I've thought about too. Um, you know, I think there's some danger there because you'd be selling really low. You may have to attach an asset to yes. get off of him. Who knows? But mm-hmm. you do have to make some changes. You've got Vooch uh, as an unrestricted free agent. Io's going to need to be paid. You've got the Kobe situation that's sort of looming uh, where it doesn't really seem like they're going to be able to get much back for him, mm-hmm. but you don't want to lose him for nothing. So there's a lot of questions, and it all – hinges on Lonzo unfortunately we are again waiting for our point guard to come back and answer all come these back, questions Lonzo. about our uh, about our future well well I just have one question so Hit you me. said you said it would be dangerous to trade Lonzo because he's you're trading low value so yeah. you admit you were trying to swindle me Lonzo for Shangun. <laughs> this was before we knew what was happening what? all right back to media day Thank back you. to media <laughs> Man, Joey this off the top been, rope. I mean, this dude. has been like, Joey and Will's hey, fantasy if basketball we, league. If we aren't talking about Shangun once an episode, it's just it's something not, wrong. This is true. Not, um, it's like not, not hearing be smart. What are we doing? Or flex? Yes. It's yes. like Zach said. If we're not competing at a high level, what are we? What doing are we doing? Here? If we're not like, talking seriously. about Alperin Shangun, honestly, yeah. what are we doing? Uh, Michael in the comments said we've got to prepare. Like Lonzo isn't going to be here this year. Let's roll out Io and Caruso and see what we got. Yeah, I'm not preparing I, that, for that. That's, I mean, good for you for having that positive outlook. James in the comments is mad at us for with uh, being negative, saying, bruh, enough of the, pump the brakes on the negativity. Can we play a few games before burying the team's chances no, no, no. of We're competing asking at a high level? On the other right. side, bro. Question. Yeah. That is the key word of today. <laughs> yeah. Will just said it. We have a lot of questions. Yeah. And for me, in parentheses behind questions, concerns. <laughs> Admittedly, I'm concerned today, and I'll be concerned some more tomorrow's until we see this team on the court. I, I'm not burying them. I'm just know, saying. He's concerned. He's concerned. I, I, I tell you what, something they said, uh, for the front office said, that concerned me just a little bit. Mm-hmm. When they've come in, when AK, since he's been here, he's had a plan laid out every year. He said it every year, and it was a concise plan every single time. And even last year, the plan, dude, 
we can put this team together. We're going to the playoffs. That's the plan. Okay, got it. And when they asked him kind of this year what it was, and his was more, you know, we'll get to the playoffs and we'll see what happens. Right. You know, kind of thing. And that's, Once you get to the playoffs and you, have a, and you have healthy bodies, a lot of things can happen. So I think we have to do better than last year. That was the end of that thought yeah. of his. For me, I that's, that's kind too. of more I hope. think they need to do better than yeah, last year. But that's kind of more, more hope than it is something, just a plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, let's right. get there. And, you know, anything and, can And maybe he was kind of – he was alluding to the fact that when they reached the playoffs last year, they did not have a lot of healthy bodies. He's right. They and were I, dropping like flies. And he was right also because Milwaukee lost Chris Middleton and that played a role as to why they didn't go sure. even further. And but Boston went – Crossing but, your fingers and hoping that your roster is healthier than other playoff teams' rosters doesn't yeah. seem like, to me, like that much of a here is our business model and exactly. here is our plan. Well, for this. I think this, like is, you, this is a great segue. Michael's asking, on the bright side, a healthy Zach Levine changes a lot, though, could weather the storm until Zoe returns. Yeah. We talked a lot last season about Zach playing through injury. He looked a lot better in the first half. Thumb, knee. I mean, Zach could that be a guy that we're not, you know, right, uh-huh. Will? Are we not factoring that in enough mm. I, I'm worried about Zach too he had the same surgery Lonzo seven on Wednesday mm. but I mean I'm taking Zach at his word right now which is what he said he again does. today which is he feels great simple look? procedure feel he, fine ready to kick some fine. butt I think he'll be fine but again you like everybody in basketball and in business or whatever they say like focus on what you can control right yeah yeah and so to your point focusing on other teams getting more injured than you is not like a good way uh, not a good outlook, and mm-hmm. so all this, all this, I think, comes back to the uh, the continuity thing, and why, you know, maybe as a result of the fact that they thought maybe Lonzo would be back, they didn't want to make any moves. Well, now we're in a situation where Lonzo's not back. You have to at some point be able to to switch plans. I think that yeah. they are right now in a situation very similar to the one when AK took over in the first place. It was evaluate the core, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't make any moves. We had Wendell. We had Denzel. We had <laughs> Kobe. We had Lowry. All these guys. And then all of a sudden, everybody was gone. Yeah. So I think there's there's scope to make some roster moves. Yeah. But at the same time, you're talking about continuity. You're talking about team chemistry. You're sure. talking about learning how to play with each other better. Um, it's a little bit of a different hand. They mm-hmm. don't have any more you know, real valuable future picks that they can trade. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's a difficult position to be in. And I do think that they're kind of waiting on health, which to your point, again, is a very scary place to be. And one of the things that I did like about this media day we all just uh, witnessed mm-hmm. is that Billy Donovan seems very aware oh, of yeah. the difficult position yes, they are in. Yeah. Joey, do we have that quote from Billy uh, that we wanted to run mm-hmm. talking about expectations? He said, this year's going to be way harder than last year. The East is better, and we've got a lot more challenges in front of us. Mm -hmm. It is going to be a lot harder, and we're going to have to put more into it for us to take another step. I love it. He's correct. He's 100% correct. Now, whether or not Billy and his team succeed in taking that next step Mm -hmm. is yet to be seen, obviously, but at least he isn't there trying to be like, yeah, no, everything's fine. Everything's yeah. great. He is very aware of the fact that, you know, Lonzo being out is going to be tough for the first part of the year, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of improvement in a now stacked Eastern Conference facing yeah. them down. Yeah, and at the same time, he's letting everybody know, though, that, no, our team is good enough to be in this situation as well, though. We're good enough to be in this conference and compete with everybody. We just need to be bringing it every single night. He was saying this stuff last year. Remember when the Bulls were going on those – 
that that hot streak mm-hmm. uh, early on. He was he was the main one in the press conference. Like, dude, did you see what we did wrong out there? Right. Like, we did this, 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 this. We got to improve on this stuff if we want to take it to the next level. I appreciated all of that because that let me know the dude who's in charge of your team and what's going on the floor is understanding what's happening and what can happen in the future if you don't deal with certain things now. Now that he's letting them know now, like, yo, y'all see what this is now? You see how serious this is? Yes, I'm going to need you to pay attention to this, guys. I think this team is paying attention, though. Now, that's the difference of it than last year is they've got a taste of that little thing, which mm-hmm. is why I wanted them to go to the playoffs so bad is I needed them to get that taste and let them know what that's like, get that bitterness of that, that game three ass whooping. I wanted to still be in the back of their head. You know what I mean? So when they come out this year, you don't want to feel that anymore. Well, then you know what you need to do. And I hope Billy is the one to continue to guide them to that. Shirtless Wonder's got a uh, sweatshirt. Oh, we're going to sweatshirt? A, zi- a okay. zip-up Whoa. sweatshirt, no shirt underneath. Okay. Love it. See, I love it. He got the, He's got got the square. Yeah, zippy okay. hoodie. But the Z, see, see, he got the, the taco meat out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Keeping the Ooh. taco meat out. A lot of taco meat out You know what I mean? Here. Keeping that out right there. But then he's posing because he's smoking the square. And at the same time, you know, calling the CIA. The, the Cristiano wide leg stance. Uh, yes. Wait. Cristiano Ronaldo. Is it, didn't our pal Sean from CSGO White Sox s- send us a Slack message earlier or, la- or late last week saying that He's aware. he had an interaction with the shirtless wonder who is now aware of the CHGO oh, family of podcasts. Awesome. I don't know. Awesome. I don't know how many of our listeners like listen to all the other shows uh-huh. that we do, but apparently everybody talks about it. Like, oh yeah, every, every single show talks about it. it. I've actually had a theory that this guy is a big CHGO fan and is listening every day. Like, <laughs> here's my what thing. an idiot! Smoking, I think he's got smoking darts on his phone right now. Smoking darts on, on smoking darts shirtless on your balcony. You're an idiot. And <laughs> then he's like, wait a minute. I do that a lot. And then he's like, wait a minute, there's studios in the West Loop. That's where I live. And then he put the pieces together finally. And he's like, I'm sure this wonder. Why Why haven't we given him a shirt? That's my question. That's the hey next man. step for me. I don't think it's wear because that man has no shirts in his closet or his okay. dresser drawers. Well, I think it's because he chooses to not wear shirts. Well, he obviously clearly likes hoodies. So we're going to get on that. that then. Let's get these hoodies. We do. We I really got a lot of flack for rocking hoodies. my Birks yeah. at the tailgate yesterday. What are you doing wearing a Birkenstein? Is, is that how they say it? Is that how yeah. they say it right there? That's, 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 that's how that's everyone sounds. Weren't you surprised, Matt? That man doesn't want to wear a shirt. He doesn't have to wear a shirt. He's in the privacy of his own balcony that a lot of people <laughs> can see. It was shocking to me how many how few people were able to tell that it was you who was wearing the Birkenstocks on it Twitter. Was shocking. Yeah. It, was, it was not it was, 100% correct on the guesses. So many people said at Sean Anderson, and he people was like, it's it was not people me. People thought it was Greg. People thought it was Jay. Somebody said me. Yeah, I'm like, well, you clearly don't know Big Dave and or like, Matt. I was like, I, I couldn't. I didn't know if it was a joke or not. Anybody, <laughs> anybody who's watched the show once for minimum five minutes would yes. know that that was. I'm all bad. about the foot prison life right here, man. Duh. No socks. And there. shout out to to our guy Greg from CHGO Blackhawks. Shout out to his better half Stacy, who was at the tailgate yes. yesterday. Yes. Rocking sandals. Yes. Flip flops. Yes. Not Burks, but sandals. Yes. And she and I had a nice bonding moment about how everyone else there wearing closed toed shoes. Wait, it was wait. Crazy. Pack shower flip flops tomorrow. Absolutely. Would yeah. you? Would we? All right. Well, I'll do it. Well, his brother had on flip-flops, too. Your brother had on flip-flops. because like me, he is smart. Yes. (laughs) Doesn't just insert his feet into foot prisons every day. Yes. Uh, Okay, back on track. Before we move on to the players, I did want to mention one more thing about what Billy Donovan had to say. Sure. Because I just gave him credit for being a realist with that answer about expectations and the difficulty uh, of the road that lies ahead. An answer of his that I didn't like but I also wasn't necessarily surprised by is how he tried to spin a question that was asked to him about this team's lack of shooting. 
and how they didn't really address this team's lack of shooting in the offseason. Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic, eh, not really addressing your team's shooting problem. And Billy basically just rattled off a lot of names of players who were on the roster last year and are on the roster again this year. I mean, like, well, you know, Javante can get hot from the corner, and, you know, Zach's an elite three-point shooter, and Patrick's been shooting a good percentage. And it's like, okay, yeah, but they were all here last year as your team struggled mightily to be the worst three-point shooting team as far as volume is concerned in the entire league. So that was like, here's a valid question, Billy. And Billy was like, thank you for that question. Let me answer it in a way that gives no hope to anyone about this problem with our roster getting better. You know, this is, again, why I love Matthew Peck and why I tell people we share a brain, because that is literally what I have written down here as the other thing I had an issue with that was discussed, is when he started talking like that about the three-point shooting and just basically rattling all and then saying, you know, we're more than capable of being a solid three-point shooting team. It, no, bro, like, like I need you to, I need more specifics than that, you know? I need you to deal with that, the specifics of the situation. And yes, everybody's more than capable of being a solid three-point shooting team. You know, there were very surface answers uh, for a guy who wasn't giving surface answers pretty much. Like, he was really in-depth and going and letting everybody know, you know, about the answers that he was giving. But when it came to that, yeah, he was a little more surface on that, man. And that was the other one I, I definitely uh, had a problem with. It's a concern. It's, it's a big concern uh, because you can't just rely on it like you said last year, because we could easily point to the second half of the season, mm -hmm. you know, when everybody forgot how to shoot three-point shots, you know. So we don't know, you know. You just got to – now Now you're back on what I talked about earlier, which is the hope, you know what I mean, and not having a, a genuine plan. I think that's a really good point and well said. And I want to take it a step further than concern. I think this is a problem, and I think it's a big problem. Oh. Uh, the Bulls the were one. last in three-point attempts per game when Lonzo was healthy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everybody's talking about seven three-point attempts per game, shot 30, 42.3%, whatever. They were last while he was playing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they were last afterwards, but that number By went a from, wider margin. from 30 three-point attempts per game to 27.5. Mm -hmm. So I just like, there was a time in my life where, you know, early 2016, like Warriors Dynasty kind of run, where it was like, okay, if you don't have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant on your team, you need to be taking 53s a game, like period. <laughs> and like, I've, I've waned way back off of that. I don't think you need to play that way. But like, you cannot be last by that wide of a margin. You cannot win in today's NBA like that. Even if it's just for like the floor geometry, like DeMar needs space in order to get to his spots. Yeah. He's unreal. And I was actually, he was like the one person that I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of excited. I feel good about what DeMar said. But like, he needs to have space around him to play his best basketball. And Zach kind of mentioned they need to shoot more threes. It's something that I'm going to be watching very carefully and, and maybe doing some like film breakdown stuff of like how they can even get more threes, given that they have the same roster. Mm -hmm. I think this is the number one concern for me offensively going into the season. Hmm. Uh, clutch saying, I think we just had a bad year, guys. We got to chill. They had a great year. They, they had, had a great year. Yeah. Games. They went yeah. to the playoffs for the first time in five years. They had a bad half year. Now <laughs> it's about how do they improve? Yeah. The results this year compared to last. And yeah. we are just addressing the reasons why we aren't super confident that they can. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. Um, speaking of a happy DeMar, that was a bright spot of media day. We will talk about him and some of the thoughts from his teammates coming up next after the break. But first, today's episode is brought to you by those wonderful, wonderful people <laughs> at Green Ridge Farm which is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. 
makers of all-natural deli meat sausages and their famous delicious meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, even school lunches. These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours, y'all. Did you bring any to the tailgate? Uh, I had one for breakfast, but I didn't bring it. He ain't bringing nothing. I got my order. On like Thursday or Friday of last week, and I'm saving those puppies for myself. I, was about to say, dog, I know, man. He wasn't bringing that shit. Like, I have expected on. to see you roll up with, you know, bunch meat of meat sticks, sticks hanging out of my pocket. pocket. I, I honestly thought sleeve, about it, like just meat sticks. But I was like, why do I need to bring meat sticks? We had a dope taco truck there. It's true, so. yeah, we, we did. did. Um, you, you were in the office when you got the notification that your meat sticks had been delivered, and <laughs> yes. you you left like somebody told you that your house <laughs> was being robbed. Dude, I hustled home. I mean, they are the, st- the meat items. The meat sticks are here. I got to go. <laughs> All I right. Keep the, had to get those babies in the <laughs> fridge. <laughs> <laughs> These screen rich farm meat sticks come in chicken, black forest ham, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy mm. chili. If you haven't tried them yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. You're missing out. Uh, you can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. Mm-hmm. And these meats are delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making. And being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful flavorful alternative at snack time. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in that shopping cart of yours, those meat sticks will be free with promo code CHGO at checkout. That's a free pack of meat sticks yeah. just for buying some other delicious meat and cheese products. <laughs> What are you wait? What are you waiting for, people? It's like stop looking at me. What else do you want me to tell you? <laughs> GreenRidgeFarm.com promo code CHGO for some free meaty delicious sticks. <laughs> do you have Do you have a favorite one right now that you ordered? Um, the, the jalapeno cheddar meat yeah. sticks are Serious? bomb. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I also I love their brats. Um, I didn't have time on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I, I love making some brats on a football Sunday, but of we course. were at the tailgate, yes. and then I uh, didn't go home until later later right, on. But right. yeah, that's next up. I might even make a brat or two for dinner tonight. Oh, okay. See, he's going in because I had that. some at the office when they yeah. came by with some samples. Okay, and well, they are delicious. Yes. And after you finish that deliciousness, I need you to go to sleep and then wake up in the morning and then get you a cup of that delicious athletic grains, ladies and gentlemen. Thought you were going to say that. Mm, He needs those 75 (laughs) high quality vitamins, minerals, the whole food source, superfoods, the probiotics, and oh my sweet lord, the adaptogens. Oh, to help start his day correctly. Oh, the special blend of ingredients supports his gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things you want to take care of. Costs you less than $3 a day. It's cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself. You're investing in that all-in-one nutritional insurance. Insurance is vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. Does all this while still tasting good. But don't just take my word. Take the word of this handsome gentleman right here, who I just brought out of my car. I was just gonna gifted him the property. Feels like you story. had him being held hostage. Dave. I was just gonna tell this story. Please, Dave walked up to the studio today, <laughs> and I was on my way to go get some coffee. So he came with me. We came back, and he's like, "I got a present for you. <laughs> what do you think it is?" He came up to me with a box of Athletic Greens travel packs, mm. and it made my day. <laughs> he got I should have had one. that instead of the coffee. Yes, but you got it now. And now you I can got go it home now in the and I'll morning. Have it tomorrow. Because Will loves the travel packs. 
You know, it's night. I'm a huge travel pack guy. He's a travel pack guy. (laughs) He is. It's who he is, y'all. And you can get five free travel packs, y'all, along with a free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D. And you can get all of this by just visiting athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. That's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. And take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. You scoop it. You dump it. You shake it. You drink it. Joey, you feel it. Yes. Mm. Just making sure he's on his toes. That's all. He was very much on his toes. Yeah, did you see the sure. reaction time I did. There? I did. He was on he there. He was muted. He, was he had there. to go over. And yes. That was impressive. I, I am quite impressed. You guys, you guys will never understand the difficulty of unmuting the mics when Big Dave <laughs> puts you on the spot. <laughs> but it's making you better. Yeah, that's all it is. You're gonna be ready. Boom, boom. I'm on ready it. to go. Guys, Rich thinks that Lonzo needs some more adaptogens. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we need to get Lonzo some AG. I think so, man, I mean, drinking the big ball of juice or something, man. You know, do they make their own juice? I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I would not. I would drink not be that. surprised if there was a big baller energy <laughs> would, drink. Would not drink that. They never lost. Uh, <laughs> never lost. Never. Uh, all right, guys. So let's uh, dive into some of the things that we ha- heard from Bulls players at Media Day today. Yes. Um, Zach came out first, um, which I thought was awesome. This is his team. Dude's got a brand new contract. Been here the longest. Uh, front facing, absolutely. And then somebody asked him about ex- expectations mm-hmm. for him and and his team this season. I love this quote from Zach. If they're not high, what are we doing here? Mm. Mm. He said, we're a team that held a top record in the East all the way until the All-Star break, got a playoff berth, and got our feet wet. If we're not competing for a championship, we're selling ourselves short. Big words. Big Zachary Attackery. Big words from a big man. And also, that quote can be used for Dave Matthews concerts. So... <laughs> but dude, but I but I agree. I I loved that he came out first. I don't I I'm I'm usually one of them guys who don't think that stuff matters. You know, in a press conference, you coming out first, you doing it like for some reason it felt right. Like it just felt like it kind of mattered, you know, when he came out there. Yeah, it just was like, yeah, you know, and he knew it. Like he had a different way of carrying himself or and how he was approaching, like, he was a little more, you know, engaged. not to say he isn't engaging. He's a little more engaging, you know, when he was laughing about uh, what he added to his game, and he starts talking about his short game. Oh, my God, know, that, was, that was hilarious. I don't think course. he, like, did that on purpose. I think he just said, I was working my short game, yeah. and then he realized, like, in my putting, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting a really good draw yeah. lately. Because I think was, he he, was did, he wasn't trying to give away, you know, stuff that he's doing and things like that. But I just like that he was like, yeah, you know, I'm always working on something. I add something to my game every year. And what I, was it last year? What that he added to his game? It was getting to, to the, the line. Throw line. And that mm, was huge mm, for him. Mm, and I really, mm, I think there are a couple of things he can work on. I think the, the theme of media day is that these guys aren't going to actually tell you anything specifically like AK didn't really say anything about the roster construction. Billy didn't say anything about how the team is going to change. Mm-hmm. No, no player is going to tell you like what specifically they added to their game. But we saw last year Zach be able to really like emphasize something that he struggled on and become one of the best in the league at it. Yeah. And so I'm hopeful he can kind of have that same 
turnaround on some of the other things that he struggles with, whether it's, you know, late game decision making mm-hmm. or playmaking or whatever it is. And I, I just loved how he, he spoke about his teammates as well, because it feels like everybody's kind of in on the continuity thing. It kind of feels like everybody's kind of bought in on that. Everybody on the team. Um, everybody on the team, I would say. I'm in on it. I'm with it. I'm with the continuity. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm in it. But this is what me and Matt, it was continuity. Me and continuity is what it is. <laughs> Um, we have great continuity. Yes, but it's just repetition, man. See with Joey. See how Joey was prepared that time? That's continuity, man. That's continuing to do it over and over again. We got better at it. But I, I just like how he was speaking of his teammates, you know, basically laughing about the, him and DeMar can't play together, mm-hmm. you know, situation. You know, that was great. Talking about Patrick Williams, talking about Io, and he was just like how much bigger he's gotten, you know, and preparing himself, you know, uh, for the grind of the NBA. He just really sounded and looked like a guy who was like, this is my team. And I like what he said about the money. He was like, I was already good. He was Mm -hmm. like, this ain't going to motivate me more. I was already straight. You know, it was really about the principle of the whole, which is what he kind of meant by right, that. Yeah. It's really about the principle of the whole He always said he wanted to get a contract of right. what he was worth and what he had earned. Right. He was like, yeah, I was an NBA player who plays well in All-Star. I mm-hmm. got checks, okay? But so it's not his motivation. You know, he now his motivation is just to be great. So I'm interested in knowing what his goals are for this year because he, I'm sure, you know, he had All-Star, you know, uh, all NBA, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's definitely a goal. Yeah, because he was right there until right the knee injury last year. There, y'all, he was right there, um, making a playoff run. You know what I'm saying? And I wonder if individual awards are in are in his goals also as well. So yeah, it's it's sky's the limit kind of thing for Zach, man, because it's all about again his health, as Will was saying earlier. It's just all about his health and him being healthy. And if he is that, he is definitely. A lot of those things that we just talked about as far as the all-star, the all-NBA and those individual awards, man, because he's that good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a couple of things with Zach for me is, one, I think people forgot how good he was before the thumb injury, Mm -hmm. which people never talk about. They only talk about the knee. Very true. Last year before that, I mean, he was playing, as you guys said, all-NBA caliber level. I mean, people were talking about him and DeMar starting the all-star game together. He was phenomenal. And then had the injuries. Uh Obviously, health is going to be a big thing for him, uh, as it will be for the rest of the team. But uh, I think, yeah, like, and and this is something I talked about with Mark a a bunch of times on our shows that come out on Fridays, is like, how can he go from being a top 25 player to a top 15 player? Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that is, like, we talk about Patrick as being the guy who needs needs to take the jump, or DeMar being the one that has to replicate what he did last season, or Vooch has to get his three-point uh, percentage back up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Zach is a pretty big key here that people aren't really talking about. And he's just, this is the first year of his prime, right? They say 27 to 32. Mm-hmm. This is his age 27 season. Mm-hmm. So I expect him to take another jump. He's being paid like it. Whether or not that motivates him, fine. But, like, it's now he's done the all-star thing. He's done the dunk contest thing. He's made the playoffs. Now it's about, like, winning consistently at a mm-hmm. high level. And that's, mm-hmm. he's got to, you know, going through and reflecting on what worked and what didn't work from last year, what worked and didn't work in the playoffs. This is where he can really like grow and take a step. And I think he's going to do it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Michael in the comments, as far as what Zach needs to do to get from top 25 to top 15, maybe, because as we discussed those rankings, ESPN, CBS, four, yeah. he was just outside the top 25 in both right of those, um, which was impressive saying uh, Michael saying he needs to play better defense to be a top player in the league. There are some exceptions to the rule of you need to be at least passable on defense to be considered one of the top 10 or 15 best players in the league, mm. but only because they are ridiculous offensively. Like, in a di- even in a different stratosphere than Zach Levine is. Yeah, like Harden. 
Yeah. Like Trey Young's a perfect example. Right. Yeah, Trey Young. Or, or Luca, who, yeah, you know, yeah. is certainly no gifted defender himself. No, no. No, Zach's serviceable on defense. And again, I, I think his defense has improved every year. And he's serving. I don't, I don't, it's, it's to the point now where I don't really think about it anymore. Like, it's not as glaring to me. I'm not saying he's great, but it's not glaring to me like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? It's not that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, nope, Zach got him. It's cool. You know what I mean? And, and, we, and we continue to play the game. So, yeah, he puts in the effort now for it. And, again, that Team USA had a lot to do with that uh, as well. As long, and also Kendall Gill. Shout out to Kendall Gill. Um, had a lot to do with that also. So, yeah, man, like, Zach is becoming a more well-rounded, complete player. Like Will said, age 27 to 32, he's entering that, and he's looking like it. Just sitting at a press conference, he just looked like that thing. is. It's here. It's here for him. And he even dropped in, like, unprompted that, you know, he needs to be better defensively. And yeah. I think this is another area where, you know, the Lonzo, obviously – uh, missing Lonzo is like a huge deal. It's like you you put in these lineups, whether it's with Dragic or Io starting, and Zach might be your second or third best defender in mm-hmm. that lineup. And I think he knows that. For me, I think the point of attack is okay. He mentioned that specifically. It's more off the ball and just awareness and staying locked in. That's stuff that he should be able to do and that he really does need to be able to do at this point. But I think, yeah, I mean, he, he has no excuses now. I mean, he needs to be a top 20 player I think and and that is certainly one way to to get there and I like how you feel like he can be you know on top absolutely of that. yeah because it's a focus thing it's like a awareness thing and I I know in the past how much he has had to carry the offensive load mm-hmm. he is still doing a lot of that but now like DeMar is the one that's really you know the the highest usage guy mm-hmm. and so Zach has a little bit more scope to be more of a defender we saw it with Team USA He's gotten better every year. Like, this is the year where I think, you know, we've seen him take the jump at the point of attack on the ball, fine. I want to see him improve off the ball as a help defender because that's what they're missing without Lonzo. And I think he needs to be one of the guys that really steps up there. Yeah. Um, All right. So, moving on to DeMar. DeMar had so many beautiful (laughs) quotes today, and he was clearly having fun. It seemed like he was very genuinely happy to be back. Like, Will, as he was wrapping up, one of the last things he said, he was like, yeah, I'm kind of rambling. I'm just having fun. Like, I missed you guys. Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't like, guess that too many NBA players or professional athletes in general miss the media during their offseason breaks. (laughs) I'm just just guessing more more of them don't. Uh, The guys that the media love, Mm -hmm. love the media. And... There's a reason why everybody <laughs> in Chicago media loves Demar because he is amazing. Yeah, and he um, also just has the best analogies. He's always like giving these hilarious me- metaphor. Demar was out yeah. there in in force today, um, and we also got a, an awesome work ethic quote from Demar. Mm. The man is never short on them. Mm. I know for a fact most of these guys in our league don't work as hard as I do. Mm. Um, I mean mm. that's that's true. I don't know if you guys have uh, peeped his new show that's up on YouTube. I saw some but, of it. Uh, first episode's out about his workouts. Patrick Williams talked about working out with him this offseason. Awesome. Those 5 a.m. starts. That was awesome. It is unquestionable the amount of work that DeMar puts in to still be at this level. Yeah. He he, he was great. <laughs> like, the first of all, my man showed up with the chains on. Mm-hmm. All right? Let's start there. As soon as I saw the chains, I was like, oh, yeah, let's do this. All right. We coming in for real now. I ain't never seen him come out there like that before, you know? Usually I, I see other players. On, I saw LeBron come out with his little chain. Usually I see that. I ain't never seen DeMar come in with him like that. And I'm like, oh, this how we feeling coming into this year? Let's go. Let's play some basketball. Yes, start the show. I love DeMar DeRozan, man, for, 
probably the reason a lot of uh, media members do too, as Will said. Like, he's very honest. He's just very straightforward and honest about it. And, of course, the best moment was in our guy, uh, Donnell Mayberry, shout out to him, was asking him about continuing to be great. God, you know what I'm saying? That. He's like, what the hell came up with this? You know what I'm saying? When did this start? Like, if it was, I've never heard him speak about it. Right. You know, usually you just hope that he was seeing it and you hope that it was driving him crazy so he would go out there and score 50. And he affirmed that he had seen it. It was driving him crazy. And it is one of the reasons he was going out there and scoring 50. And he just couldn't understand it. You know, he's like, dude, like, I love the Kevin Willis reference. It was great. I'm sure a lot of y'all don't know who Kevin Willis was. Kevin Willis played about 23 seasons in the go, NBA. Go right? look him up, children. Look him up, man. He was around a very, very long time. He was a legend. Yes, Jordan dunked on him. Like, it was, <laughs> it was around a very, very long time, all right? And I like Kevin Willis. Kevin Willis was awesome, man. Built like a tank. Um, but yeah, he, he was like, I ain't no Kevin Willis, dude. You know what I mean? He said, like, it's not like I'm 48. Right, exactly. Like, come on, dude. Like, I'm still in my mid-30s here, you know? And I still got a lot left in the tank. And I still can't wait to go out there and do what I do best. And that's mm-hmm. buckets, buckets, and more buckets. And the thing, that was like my favorite thing from the whole media day. But mm-hmm. I just love the approach that Damar is taking as like, you know, a leader on this team to have the approach. He had this quote, like, I love the competitive island the East is on. It brings out the best in me. Yeah. Like he wants to be playing against really good teams. He exactly. said, like, I don't want to go watch like a bunch of mediocre movies. Right. I want to yes. watch like big yes. blockbuster thrillers. A bunch right. of blockbuster thrillers. Yes. And like, I think that's the mentality that they need to have. Like I had a ton of FOMO this summer, not getting Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, DeJounte Murray, whatever. Sure. But like they had their, their big swings and now, they're, they're going to have to build on what they had last year. But, you know, just, just hearing DeMar come in and say, like, I'm ready for it was exciting. Very, very exciting. Hype man. me up. So, hype me the heck up. It was, it was great. Like, it was just great. And him saying that about the East, and him saying that this is the best he's ever seen the Eastern Conference, knowing, you know, how his record of being in the East and yeah. those Toronto teams. And like, he's like, no, dude, it was nowhere close to this. Yeah. This is incredible stuff that's happening. And he's not wrong. And he's, he's not wrong going in. No. You know what I'm saying? He's but, not. But he can't wait to play in it. And those the guys you want on your team who see it, know what the danger is, and is like, give me the damn ball. Let's go beat this team in front of us. We don't give right. a damn about who we playing, dog. We trying to win. <laughs> Shout out to our guy, Old Buckness, in the comments who said, poor Darnell uh, Mayberry. That man has a family. Look, I thought it was funny that DeMar interrupted him before he even finished his question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Darnell also prefaced it before he started asking the question with, Look, I'm not being disrespectful here. Right, yeah, and good on did. Darnell for asking it, because guess what? That's a question that is on the minds of every person in Fact. that Bulls media room today, Fact. and it's on the mind of damn near every single member of Bulls Nation out there all over the world. Yep. Can DeMar DeRozan be that good yep. again this year? Yep. And if so, how? how? You're aging out of your prime. Yeah, It's a question that was on everyone's minds. I loved it, man. I loved every second of that. And the way he answered that, didn't feel like he was attacking him at all. No. You know what I mean, he was just like, I think DeMar like, understood kind of that the question had to be asked. Correct. And then was immediately like, well, who comes up with that stupid theory? <laughs> it honestly gave me like Derrick Rose, why can't I be MVP mm, vibes? Like, mm. I, I think I still lie on the, the side of like, what happens if DeMar is like 95% of DeMar from last year as opposed to 100%. But like, he basically just came in and said like, you you're asking why won't I be good as good as last year? Mm. What makes you think I can't be better than I was last year? Mm. And I was like, touche. Oh, exactly. okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sh- because I'm sure nobody thought he was gonna do what he did last year. 
Exactly. Like, why can't I do that? You, and, you didn't think and, that was going to happen, did you? Mm-hmm. It did. And yeah, just the the approach that he has, uh, the way Patrick talked about him, and like what mm-hmm. what he learned about you know Demar's workout routine and just like who yeah. he is as a person. Yeah. Uh, I think, like I said before, the the Bulls have weaknesses. They need more shooting. They need to be better defensively to maximize Demar mm-hmm. because they can't have him out there trying to be the third best defender in any lineup or you know operate with four guys in the middle of the paint. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Demar is still going to be really, really good, and that is like such a underrated aspect of, I think, even you know how the Bulls performed last year. It's just yeah. like how incredible it was to watch him. I think we all know how good he was. He obviously, won game single handedly, sure. but but incredible is the right word. He like, was incredible. That's what that's what we saw. Uh, yeah, um, and the other thing that I like from him is continuing to laugh at the haters. Yeah. You know, DeMar saw plenty of rankings and player rankings and columns and whatever. Thank you. Written about him this offseason. But at, I love this comment from him saying, like, uh, at this point, I find humor in it. You always try to find reasons to be motivated. At this point, I have so many other motivational factors. Mm. It becomes laughable to me. <laughs> laughable to me. I always use whatever I can take. It's free energy. Although, I, th- to me, th- like, that's hilarious. And he's like, I've got plenty of things that are motivating me. Right. So some of this stuff, I just laugh at it. Yeah, and and, it, and it's it was just so great. Like he just looks so comfortable. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I like that in in my best players. You know, look comfortable. He can't wait to get out there. Like he said, I don't know. I guarantee you, nobody's working as hard as I do out here. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And I can't wait to see you know the benefits of all that hard work uh, when the season begins, man. Because him and Zach, oh my God. Even and when that, he talked about Zach, you know, and them playing together. He's like, well, basically, saying what everybody already knows. We're a better team when Zach's healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're better when he's out there. And I can't wait to get out there. That's what he was I can't wait to play with him. That's the shit I want to hear, man. That's the hyped up stuff I like, bro. Like, I was, that was one of my throw the, throw the chair through the wall moments. I had a couple throw my chair through the wall moments. In, in, in a happy way, I mean. I mean that positively. Not a heart attack. Yeah. Like I a heart s- attack of relief. I saw that tweet of yours, and I was like, oh, I felt like throwing a chair through the wall out of anger and frustration yeah, and sure. anxiety today. I'm sure. I'm sure you did. But that was one of them. <laughs> you know, you want, I mean, you, just, you throw chairs normally, so it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. He throws hats. I yeah, only throw, throw hats. I don't throw, throw chairs. You, throw, you broke remote. Even, you throw remotes, too, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know. um, all right. We have a little bit of time left, so we'll, we'll maybe highlight some of the things said by some of the, yeah. the role-player teammates around Zach and DeMar Media Day. But before that, Big Dave, we got a word from Pins and Aces. Pins and Aces. Joey, do you play golf? Occasionally. What's your? Do you know your your golf score? The best game you've had? Uh, nothing. Nothing sub hundred. Will you? Yeah, nothing sub hundred. Nothing sub hundred. Do you know what could get you there? Pins and aces can. Because if you're gonna do that, why don't you look good doing it? And that's gonna be with pins and aces because they're your official golf apparel partner of CHGO. And they are family-owned golf and apparel business, making those amazing polos, amazing hats, the golf bags, and, of course, something that this man right here is going to need. Adaptogens. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Wait, I thought it was a beer sleeve. No, you're going to need adaptogens, sir. Okay. And you're going to need that beer sleeve. There we go. <laughs> that innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep those drinks frosty cold the entire round y'all oh you're gonna get all of this and need all of this so check out pinsandaces.com use the code chgo and receive 15 percent off of your first order and 
Get some free shipping. Mm. Look good, play good, play good, all good. Pins and aces, baby. How do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> Come up with. Oh my God. You guys are winning. Will did an ad reader too while you were gone that one day. It didn't go he well. Did? I, he was fine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Will never thinks he does I'm it. Like, I'm great. like uh, Derek Jones Jr. shooting threes. You just it could, it could miss. Pretty bad, could hit. So you uh, could go forty percent for a half a season, and you could miss like Dave Adrian's is like okay. Derek Jones Jr.'s dunk on Giannis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Every single time. Uh, all right, guys. So we also heard from Vooch today. We heard from Caruso today. We heard from Patrick Williams today. We heard from Dragic today. Any of those guys? What stood out to you? Oh, I have a super quick one. Sure, we can spend two seconds on Alex Caruso. Mm. Uh, so he wears number six, and obviously the NBA retired. Number six for all teams this year, Bill Russell, uh, in honor of Bill Russell. Yeah. Uh, but they allow players who wear number six to keep wearing number six. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna not let any future players wear number six. So he was asked today whether or not he thought about you know changing his number, and he said that the NBA actually wouldn't let him because he is top seventy-five in right. jersey sh- sales. Shout out to Claire in the comments for pointing that out as well. Mm-hmm. And then he said, "Shout out to me." Yes, which he did. I thought was so funny. So he patted good. himself on the back. <laughs> it was shout the best. out to me. Yes, man. I loved that. We needed Caruso. Will or Dave to be behind him in that yes. moment to just lean into the microphone <laughs> and go, "Flex, flex." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Catch eye contact next time, Will, and just say, "Flex." <laughs> just mouth it to him, "Flex." That's oh, what that I was. That. No, I loved Caruso's as well. I I liked. Uh, what he said, it, see, Will is always in my brain now too, because mm-hmm. stuff like that. It happens, Will. Because now when he, when we were talking, continuity. He was talking, yes, <laughs> he was talking about starting lineups. Exactly right. Well, he was talking about starting lineups, and when he said, "I'd rather finish games than start games," because we were asking that question, "Who's going to be the starter? Who's going to do it? Who's going to be on?" It? And I and I changed. I said, "I'm gonna get on the IO train." And Will was like, "Well, yeah. Well, it's more about who's going to finish it than who's going to start it." That's what he was more concerned about. And when Caruso said that, I was like, yep, there it is right there. Yes, he'd rather be at the end. So Caruso's letting you know he's okay coming off the bench. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As long as he's in there. And closing. And closing the game. I love and, that. And by the way, ben, Billy Donovan was asked about, okay, so no Lonzo to start the season. Who's starting? Billy mentioned the names you would expect. Yeah. Io, Caruso, Kobe. Mm-hmm. And had some thoughts about all Gore and Dragic. Yes. Had some thoughts about all of them and then basically said, I don't know who's starting. Right. <laughs> but so, he kind of like, not answering I, I want to go back and listen to that because he, he, the first name he brought up was Dragic and his like veteran leadership and the way that he can like run an offense. And so but I not thought, playing 30 something minutes a night. Right, exactly. Right. So I thought for sure it was going to be him. And then he started talking about IO and how he really like, you know, stepped up to the, to the change in role and expectations that he had last year, which was awesome. Agreed. And then, obviously, like, Crusoe, I think, is less of a pure point guard, but you kind of need him out there for yeah. defense. And, and when he's shooting the ball a little bit better, he's just as good of a two-way player as any. Um, again, I don't really care who starts. I don't. It's not really, like, you know, I, I kind of – I think I talked with you guys about it, and I was like, oh, maybe Io. And then I talked with Mark about it afterwards. And I was like, actually, I think Caruso. Mm. So I think I'm on the Caruso wagon, but he definitely, Caruso needs to be closing games. And that's yeah. really mm-hmm. all I care about. Yeah. And that, that was a clear point out. The other thing I wanted, the 29 different starting lineups that was mentioned for the Chicago Bulls also was absolutely insane when Billy Donovan uh, mentioned that. I thought that was crazy. Um, it's like the number of different starting Bears offensive right. lines in exactly. any given season. Exactly. And of quarterbacks they've had in the last yeah. Oh, yuck. Dragic. Stay tuned for CH Joe Bears After Dark. <laughs> 7 p.m. Dragic was, was great, too. 
Um, hearing that he was the the Mavs and him weren't even close mm-hmm. on an offer was interesting to me. Um, hearing that he is retired, it was like I'm out for five years. And then he was like, "What you gonna do when Luca call you?" Like, "Yo, dude, you gotta play." So that was also interesting. Um, and I felt that like that welcome to Chicago moment when Sam Smith asked him Sam about Smith asked him, D-Rose. "Hey, remember when D Rose <laughs> dunked on your ass?" Remember when? Remember Sam didn't say ass. He's a polite right. old man. I was paraphrasing. Remember when D Rose dunked on you? Yeah. That was great. That was your welcome to Chicago <laughs> moment because I guarantee you everybody's Chicago thinks about that. So of course. to see that, that, that was great also. He um, has a really good sense of humor about it too. He did. He did. He jokingly was talking about how it was his nightmare, but then he was like, well, at least I'm, you know, I'm on TV all the time because right. they show that replay all the time. <laughs> all the time. All An the interesting time. nugget he dropped actually, that was obviously like the headliner of the, mm. the presser for him, but he said that AK kind of went after him before he signed with Brooklyn last yes, year. Yes. Which I found really interesting Very. that this was not just like a, oh shit, Lonzo's not going to start. Like, we right. got to go find a point guard. Right. So this is somebody that it wasn't you know, a AK panic had move. a relationship with, that Vooch obviously like recruited and has a relationship with. Um, went that, overseas that to seemed to be, yeah, Billy went over, uh, overseas to Serbia to uh, hang out with him while he was putting on his camps. So this was somebody that they had been, you know, maybe not necessarily targeting, but, you know, Flirting with the idea of signing for a little while now. Yeah, that, that's also good to know as well. Um, Go ahead. Vooch, I adored his press conference, man. He was talking that shit, and I loved every second of it. That was my other throw the chair through the wall moment, was listening to Vooch talk crazy, all right? He was out there like, look, I'm the man, I'm good, and I'm going to be awesome this year. That's what's going to happen, and you just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, I shot too many threes. I'm chilling on that because he was like, even without the three, I'm still good. Like, I was like, yo, listen to this dude up here. Like, he can't wait to get out there and play, dog, because he heard all this stuff. And like you said, he's making the jokes, you know, about being Jay. He heard mm-hmm. all of this, man. It's why he didn't go back home. Right. It's why he stayed here to get ready for this season, to let you know, like, let people know, yo, no, no, no. I am still that dude. All right. There's still people you can count on one hand who have my skill set. You right. know what I mean? He just and I love that about him, man. That was very, you know, real bully talk, you know what I'm saying, that he had up there. And I love that very, very much. I really He's did. got that dog in him. Got the dog. We had that Arr. X-rays back and we did see <laughs> that dog in him. Um, uh, just real quick, last thing I had, um, I did like some of the things that we heard from Alex Caruso, um, and that dude is a very smart basketball player and a very good basketball player. I don't appreciate that he basically tiptoed around your question, Will, and refused to answer it with a real answer. Yeah, I Maybe like- it was him protecting something that they are going to put in place, training camp secrets, plans, game plans. But you asked him, without Lonzo, are you going to have to change your team's defensive identity? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well... If you look around the league, the teams that generally do well and go far in the playoffs are top 10 teams in defense as well as offense. It's like, okay, thank you for stating that fact, Alex, but not an answer to the question. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I asked that, and um, like I said, none of these guys are really going to tell you much. I mean, they don't want to give away any of their secrets. They haven't actually had time to – training camp starts tomorrow, so they haven't played together at all. They've, like, probably had conversations with Billy and things like that, but I'm sure – they are still deciding all that stuff. So, you know, no, no hard feelings there by any means, but I do think this is, these are the questions that I have of like, you know, you, you want to do continuity, right? You want to keep the roster together, but you also need to make these giant ideological philosophical, 
you know, identity changes to who you are because things weren't working last year. So how do those, how do you do both of those things? What does yeah. that even mean? True indeed. And uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, may- maybe Caruso will have a better answer to that in a couple of weeks, but I, these are the, these are the big questions that I have about this team. Well, God leave y'all. We but you have questions. Yes. We have questions. The right. other person. Yeah. That's me. Not uh, you. <laughs> Patrick, I'm going to wrap it up. Patrick Williams, man. I love Patrick Williams also. We should, we should probably dedicate plenty of tomorrow's episode yeah. to well, talk about Patrick. But I'll just say this one thing, because since we're going to do that, I'll just say this one thing. I know what part Will loved, and it's when they asked Patrick Williams where he's going to be playing, and he was like, it pretty feels like it's positionless basketball out there. I felt Will's hair stand up and get excited. Got the you know, right there on the back of the neck. Even when Billy Donovan talked about him playing Billy at the five. Billy mentioned the five. And I was like, oh, that, that sound you hear somebody say, girl, that's I, Will the Goat got I thought of Will in that moment as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can hear it loud and clear, ladies and gentlemen. Bulls take the lead. But yeah, yeah. But no, I, got, I got plenty more to say on Pat. We'll, we'll get into it tomorrow. So, yeah, uh, we'll wrap out. We got to get out of here. Joey's got to get ready to do Bears After Dark. Stay tuned for that, by the way. Uh, one last quick uh, reminder. We're giving away a pair of preseason tickets. Bulls Nuggets Friday, October 7th. Our social media director, Casey, did pick a winner Woo! from all of those who contr- uh, who en- entered. Um, she's waiting on a reply in the DMs. She's reached out to the winner. Tap, tap, tap. Hey, Mario, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, might want to check your DMs. Because if you don't, in the next like uh, 24 hours or so, we might have to pick a different winner. Yeah, man. Check your DMs. Don't people. play yourself, bro. Uh, in the meantime, you can Whack, follow us out. on Twitter. <laughs> Will is at Won't Golly. Big Dave is Bow BAWL Sports on Bulls <laughs> underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Thank you so much for watching. Hit that like button if you yeah. enjoyed today's episode. It helps us out a lot. I'm glad we did today's show in studio. Yeah. Media me day for stay of season. Yeah. Felt We're right. So back, Extra baby. Stuff. Woo! Yeah, we are baby. back, baby. And we'll be oh. back tomorrow, normal time, 3 p.m. Chicago time. Uh, for Joey and Will mm-hmm. and Big Dave, I am Peck. Much love and appreciation, Bulls Nation. Until tomorrow, see you red be good.